Hey everyone, it's Brooke. Happy summer. You're listening to the Naked Mom Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm really excited. I feel like we've had some super interesting guests this summer. I mean, we've been talking about everything from marriage to we've had fitness experts. We had a sex expert a couple weeks ago. Really interesting stuff. And today I actually have a wellness expert with me and I have a whole lot of questions for her. So we're going to talk a little bit about about working out. We're going to talk about healthy living. We're going to get down in the kitchen a little bit. And we're pretty much going to cover all things to live a happier, healthier life. All right, everybody, here we go. Today I'm talking to Neely Fisher, who is the founder of The Flexible Chef. She's obviously a chef. She's a yoga instructor, a lifestyle blogger, and the mom of four children. Like me, that means we've got like eight kids. They're not with us today, thank God. (laughs) It's summer. They're all in camp. Neely's on a mission to help get people to let go of rigid rules, which I love because, you know, there's so many do's and don'ts and opinions right now. This is so totally in my wheelhouse. And and I think it's important to learn how to eat right and work out and live a healthier, happier life. So um, welcome, Neely. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here and I'm excited just as you are. Welcome to Hollywood. I had to leave the beach today and and had dragged myself away from that, but I was really excited to meet you. What, What were you doing today? What's a typical day of summer like for you? Oh, well, I'm here without the kids. So I was, we were talking earlier how I'm here for work, quote work, right. but I'm really, um, I'm really just, just have some extra downtime to myself. I went to the gym this morning, nice. got a good run in. I did my physique 57 leg moves. Oh, you know, and I haven't tried that yet, but I heard really great, really great things about yeah. that workout. And it'll be a little easier for you because for me to do it remotely from Hong Kong, it's like around the corner from you. So you're a you world, world. I love that. You are a world traveler. So you, you, we spoke about this a little bit before. So Hong Kong, a little bit of Israel, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, is that sort of the global home desti- living destination for you? Yeah, pretty much. We're, we're in New York a bit. My husband's parents live there and we spend summers out on a ranch in Montana. So we're there. We're actually based there for two months, which is really nice and comforting. We're in one place for for a nice bit of time. So we're all kind of vegging out a little bit. It's nice. That's a big, busy life. And when you say you're here for work with a smile on your face, I totally know what you mean that sometimes work when you're raising a camp of children, it's like, it's, it's escapism, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, it's work, but it's a bit of a break. Mm-hmm. It's totally, and it's switching on a different part of your brain that's differently creative and uh, nourishing it's, yeah, it's, it's a really nice switch every once in a while. I, I totally agree. So let's talk about Flexible Chef because at first I was like, wait a minute, Flexible Chef? What is, like, I know you're a yoga instructor mm-hmm. and what, what is the concept of Flexible Chef? So um, before I specifically answer that question, let me tell you a little bit about how it came to be. Sure. Because it, it it'll, I think it'll help illustrate. So for years I worked in, in very single disciplines. So I was a yoga teacher. I was in the fitness industry as a personal trainer, believe it or not. I taught pregnant women how to prepare for childbirth. And then I moved on to the kitchen and I taught people how to cook healthy meals. And I was basically a cooking instructor. Mm. And in each of those disciplines, I found that we were only addressing one part of a woman, specifically women's lives, right? So I would get people in my yoga classes saying, I do vinyasa yoga seven times a week and I'm still not losing weight. And I'm thinking, well, what are you eating? Same sure. thing would happen in the kitchen, right? Like people would put, would say that they're eating all this food, like but I'm they're still I'm eating healthy, not, but I'm not fit. Yeah, or I'm not energizer, right? Like whatever your goal is. And so I understood that I needed to address this whole lifestyle. What, 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 what is the secret ingredient mm-hmm. that's missing from every woman's life? And by the way, I say women, but it, of course it could be for men too. Um, but I, I feel like there's this woman touch mm-hmm. that is built into the brand. And Absolutely. Yeah, so, so I address the whole lifestyle of a woman with the secret ingredient of flexibility, helping you be more savvy, more confident, more chef-like in your life. I love that. I love that. It's so true, too. I feel like, I don't know, 90, 95% of, of health and fitness is really what we eat and really understanding how to design and develop that kind of a lifestyle so you can benefit from all the different areas. Totally. Yeah, that's... That's a, that's a great idea. So tell me about your website. So yeah, my website is theflexiblechef.com. It started off as a personal blog and just a way to share my ideas and inspirations about life to the people that I love. And then it grew. Um, I do videos, articles, mostly 
wrapped around food, healthy living, fitness, yoga, or any kind of inspiration that I feel like is appropriate in a moment. You know, we did a, I did a post on um, super, what, you know, is there such a thing as a super mom or how to get your children to eat vegetables and all the kind of it's such questions. A great, it's such a great um, subject because I, a lot of people think there is. And, you know, I also have modernmom.com. And so one of the things that we really dissected and talked about a lot in the early stages was there's like always some mom out there who's like the perfect mom, the perfect role model mom. There's always going to be somebody doing it better than you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So I was always really, really preaching about finding your own way and sort of being the best that you can be and getting rid of the whole concept of comparing yourself to that super mom. I don't really believe she exists, but some people sure try. (laughs) They sure keep trying. Yeah, I mean, I think the key also is to figure out what your superpower is and and what your version of your best self is. Mm Because really, when you say super mom, it's really that perfect person. Um, And it's like, well, what's your best person? And how can you prioritize Mm -hmm. and and create outcomes for your own life that that work for you, basically. How are you managing raising four children and being a businesswoman and doing all of the things that you do? Because mm-hmm. that's a question that comes up a lot from our audience is just how do you find time as a woman and a mother? M- mothers of one and two children really mm-hmm. struggle with a sense of self and the opportunity to really um, live creative lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first thing is that it's it's never not a challenge, and that's okay. Like it's okay for it to be difficult and to have moments of, of near collapse, and then, and then finding a solution to before you actually do kind right. of thing. <laughs> so it's okay for it not to be perfect all the time. Um, but one of the things I always say is that you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. I think actually Ariana Huffington coined that phrase, and I use yeah. it all the time because. You can do whatever you want to do. I mean, Wonder Woman, like, biggest hit of the summer. I know. I haven't you can, seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on top of my list. I'm going to take my daughter to go see it. It's it's great. It's, you know, and but Wonder Woman has a single task, like, mm-hmm. to save the world. She's not changing diapers. She's not, <laughs> she, you know. What if Wonder Woman had kids? <laughs> yeah, what exactly. would that look like? She could do it. She could See, I'm a big believer that we can do it all. Uh, so you could do it all, just not all at the same time. So like um, sometimes I have podcast interviews. I was talking earlier that sometimes I'm in like a dark closet with my phone and like a sign. And if you interrupt, there'll be, you know, major <laughs> consequence. You have do your to, like, children respect the signage? Because that hasn't worked out really well in my household. Uh, <laughs> do not enter. Mommy is sleeping. One of my girlfriends does that. She's like, my kids know that they will, they, they wouldn't dare enter the room. I'm like, I, first of all, I don't even nap because someone would find me. And second of all, that would never work in my household. They'd be like, what sign? Or the one right in front of my face? <laughs> I guess it depends what con- Consequences you create, right? Totally. We're not so good. Our modern our modern age parenting is not so good at creating consequences. That's right. That's so. right. How old is your youngest? Um, he's four. And what are the other ages? Um, nine, 13, and 15. Oh, my gosh. You've been pregnant your whole life like me. Yeah. Wow. And did you know that you wanted to have a big family? I did, actually. I got married young, and it was one of my goals. So, yeah. Were you a chef before you became a mother? So, I'm not a trained chef. Um, and part of my— I don't even know un- what that means anymore. What the, so like, part of my— like I call un- myself yeah. a home chef, which yeah. for me, it's— like, What does that mean? So you went okay. to school and you got— I know it's the paperwork and the degree. Yeah, yeah, and maybe yeah. But— By the way, no disrespect to trained chefs. No, not at all. Right? But, you know, the way I use the word chef is um, someone who is a creative master of their lives. Right? So anyone can become a chef in any area of their life if they— apply certain things, right? If they can figure out how to create and um, be passionate and Mm -hmm. be confident and be artistic and, you know, think out of the box Mm -hmm. and uh, strive for excellence, right? Mm -hmm. Strive for something to be wonderful. You mean inside and outside of the kitchen? Absolutely. It's a great idea. Totally believe in that. I mean, if you're you're chef-like with your diet and your workouts, right— you are not acting like a cook and just following somebody else's recipe for success. Follow this diet, you know, follow this trend. You're actually going, hmm, interesting idea. Let me let me look at that and test it based mm-hmm. on my own experience and then say, well, what am I going to do about this? Am I going to play with it? Am I going to use it? Maybe not. Maybe I will. How do I make it my own? Sure, sure, sure. Do you think it's difficult because you spend— time in so many different destinations. And, um, you know, 
health and wellness can be really challenging on the road. So how do you figure that out? And how do you maintain your healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. when your day-to-day -day changes so much? I mean, globally. Yeah. I We're talking mean, different continents here. Like, I can't even imagine what the dynamic of your household is like with four children. Yeah. So I think the first thing is to anticipate the chaos, meaning be prepared for it to be different mm -hmm. when you're on the go. Be prepared for the time change. Be prepared for not being able to get your same ingredients. Just mentally knowing that you're about to enter into a change and then creating all sorts of uh, all sorts of plans and tools to support you on your journey, right? That may be everything from the other day we flew out to LA and I packed us some salads, but we didn't even have containers. So I put the dressing in a Ziploc bag and I made some tuna. So we wrapped it. That was the protein that we had in the fridge. So wrapped it in some plastic wrap. We actually ate it. I, sorry if my fellow passengers are listening. <laughs> just thinking about that. <laughs> but you know but, what? You have to do it. I mean, flexible mom, like creative mom is key. And airport food, it's getting better though. Airport food is, is getting yes. much better. So you travel a lot. Mm -hmm. What's the school situation like with the kids? Yeah, tough topic right now because we're in transition. Um, but I, I'll basically say that it's really hard. Like it's really hard to move your kids' schools and to have them start a new life and recreate themselves. Sure. And actually, some of my techniques that I apply for my own sanity when I'm on the go and when I'm unnerved and when I'm unsettled, I'm actually learning now how to teach it on a, you know, four-year-old and nine-year-old level. Like how can you create a sanctuary wherever you are, even if you're not in a place that's comfortable? Like Especially we, when it's ever-changing. So how, what do you do? We So we just went to Israel for six months, and I put my kids in school there for various reasons, but we wanted to shake things up a little and teach them some Hebrew and, and Are you from Jewish Israel? values. I grew up part of my childhood there. Okay. But the first thing they did was they set their rooms up. Like by day two, it looked like they'd lived there forever. They had the books, but that was—I never told them to do that. That was just their way of creating a home in that place. Creating their own sort of sacred space. Well, you taught them that. Well, yeah. And They're probably much more adjusted than most kids who, like, live a structured life, and some parents are afraid to mm. move at all. Some families are afraid to vacation. Some mm -hmm. parents have to have that sort of rigid— um, you know, very structured life. And I always wonder how flexible and how well-adjusted those children are, mm -hmm. you know? Well, I mean, we know that one of our human needs is to have regularity and certainty and structure and routine and schedule and just knowing you wake up in the morning and life is going to unfold in a certain way. And then, of course, there's the flip side of that, which is also true, is that we need adventure and we crave excitement and new things. And a constant challenge for me, and I'm sure for everyone listening, is to find that balance, mm -hmm. is to find stability and at the same time excitement and adventure. Yeah. What, what kind of advice can you give to people who do travel a lot or even if it's short terms or, you know, vacation, just to try to maintain that healthy lifestyle on the road? Mm -hmm. Like you made your salads and you packed it up and you brought it on the plane. Mm -hmm. But on a day-to-day -day basis, it's, it's very tough. Yeah. And there's a lot of decisions to be made when you're in a restaurant and you're not familiar mm -hmm. with, you know, the, the cuisine. Yeah. So as far as food is concerned, other than packing ahead of time and kind of scouting your neighborhood or the area near your hotel or something, stocking your little mini bar fridge or your new house up with mm -hmm. some healthy options. When it comes to restaurants, I have a pretty strict little limited menu that I even consider as an option. So I'll mm. look at a long, big menu that has seven pages and I'll be like, where's the greens? Right. Where's the protein? <laughs> and so you know in your head, okay, I'm going to stick to greens and proteins or I'm going to stick to veggies. You know and what your options are. I know so my options are before I go. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> what about the kids? Because big um, issue with a lot of families, yeah. and especially our listeners. You know, I've— Yeah, so I have rules. And change. They don't really adjust to change very well sometimes right. as well. Right. So I have rules about what my kids can order at restaurants, similar to mine, although slightly more varied and flexible. Um, so, like, the hot dog is not an option for them on the menu. Now, of course, as they get older, they can do whatever they want, but— um, it, and I actually think it simplifies their mm -hmm. options. Do you let them make their choices? Absolutely. According to the rules? Yeah, so yeah, they have absolutely. Some sense of control? Yeah. So you sort of set, the, I'm, 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 I'm dissecting this one because I'm like, yeah. how does that, you know, it's challenging. 
Right. So they sort of know what's off what's off the menu for them. Right. For so we keep a gluten free household for various reasons, which we can mm-hmm. chat about if you're interested. And so sure. they they don't get so just the limiting gluten kind of just there goes most of the menu. There goes most of it. <laughs> so who wants salmon and salad? I mean. That's Do you have some allergies? No, but we had some sensitivities when my kids were older. We we went gluten free back before the days where anyone knew when that was. It's coming um, up so much lately. Yeah, so it's it's really it's a good elimination thing with birthday parties and stuff like that. My kids really, um, I think they they push back, but and I know that they make like their choices. Do. Yeah, but they, um, I think I'm teaching them the groundwork for eating well. We have candy drawers at home, which people are really surprised about, like a big candy drawer. Like what's in there? I have Everything. a junk drawer. Like what? Gummies. Uh, shoot, kids. I forgot what those other things are called. <laughs> so Fruit sugar, okay. Ups, sugar. sugar, okay. Gluten, not okay. Yeah, gluten's not okay. So there's okay. fun options that make up for what they're missing, it sounds like. Yeah, well, I mean, we, and we also have pancakes and muffins and pastas. And I mean, these days— you could have all of it. Sure, yeah, sure. So. We just had um, Carney Wilson in the studio with me, and she just started this business called Love Bites. So she's doing all mm. these healthy, great little, like, portion control, like yummy muffins and cookies and dairy-free and gluten-free. I was really impressed. Because sometimes that stuff doesn't t- we're, I mean, we're changing. Yeah. We're changing big time. Yeah. How is it with um, tra- travel and time change and all of those type of adjustments with the family? Um, yeah, so we don't suffer that much from jet lag, which is— kind of crazy. It, <laughs> I'm still suffering from my <laughs> summer vacation to France and so are the kids. Well, you're used to it. Well, we're used to it. And I have a couple of tricks to to eliminate jet Please lag. Again, it, it'll depend on how old your kids are um, and how much you follow the rules, <laughs> these rules. But basically, I don't let my kids sleep in the afternoons. I mean, this is a, a well-known one. I say so to do that, but it's hard. No, yeah. Like I said, I mean, if they're, if, you know, if they're one, it's it's difficult. Um, but so no sleeping past like four or five o'clock. And then I typically keep them up as late as possible because yeah. if you go to sleep at eight and it's really 8 a.m. for you, you're going to be up in a couple of hours thinking it's a nap. You have so to fight through it. It's the only basically way. pushing. Yeah, exactly. And getting sunlight and getting exercise and all of those well, healthy travel techniques, mm-hmm. right? Like moving when you get to your destination and seeing the sunlight, all that stuff really helps. How important do you think exercise is in the adjusting when you're traveling? Um, or just feeling good? Yeah, so I don't know sort of biologically what the answer is, but from a feeling standpoint, yeah. I mean, if you think about um, sitting upright for 12 hours and then not moving when you arrive. So I think it just makes you feel so much better, even if it's just walking outside. With yeah. You can't get to a class or a run or something. I think it even makes you feel better on those days when you have no energy and it's the last thing you want to do. Absolutely. Even aside from travel, we just we know that the more you work out, the better you feel. The better mm-hmm. you feel, the more you work out. So it's sort of like this, you know, very sensible circle of life, right? Absolutely. How many days a week do you work out? Every day. Every day. Good for you. Now, I don't do a crazy Tabata hit training 10-mile Thing every day, but every day I move. Are you still teaching? Um, so I'm not teaching publicly anymore just because I have a lot going on, but we are going to be filming. We're doing a video series this summer, so we are going to be filming some yoga segments, like, you know, quick, you know, the the five five to ten minute wake up series in the morning. Or really, so it, we are going to, I am going to be starting to teach on our platform Tell me again. about the video series that, that came up um, before we started recording, and it sounds like a really cool project. Yeah, so we have a, um, my parents have a summer ranch that we have a cabin on and we go every summer. And I film out there. So it's this beautiful, majestic, very calm setting, um, lots of outdoors. I have a great kitchen and a fully stocked pantry. So we film there every summer. This is going to be season three of filming. We broadcast it on our channels, social channels, YouTube website primarily. I started the videos because I, I really understood that as I was writing my posts, I could articulate it, or I, I, I should say I could teach it so much more powerfully. Visually. In exactly. And so everything I want to say, I just want to show you. Mm-hmm. And so that's the purpose of the videos. It's just like three minutes. They're super short. I show you how to do it. Um, we do a lot Working of- out and kitchen skills mm-hmm. and certain recipes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So this summer we're filming a whole bunch of, like I said, yoga stuff, some fitness stuff, um, lots of different 
techniques and tips for people on the go, some healthy travel snack ideas and all sorts of different creative recipes, um, planning picnics, birthday parties, all that. Oh, that's really cool. Can you share some of the sort of go-to healthy snacks? Because I think we all struggle with that, whether mm-hmm. it's camp, whether it's a road trip, whether you're on the road, you're packing your travel bag. Even on a day like today when I know I'm going to have a really long day, I'm like, what am I bringing with me? Because I know I'm going to need a little pick-me-up. So I think that's one of the things that we mm-hmm. do wrong in our society is we wait too long. We get really hungry. We get really grumpy and cranky. And then we start making really bad choices. Absolutely. And you're really big on creating this whole sort of like doable, attainable lifestyle. So mm-hmm. it's about getting organized and making the right choices, right? Right. So go-to snacks. What so do you what think? do you what do you like to eat? Like I think that's the first question. Just if I tell you to pack cashews and you're like, ooh, hate cashews, that would be a bad um, idea. I like cashews. I mean, for me, I'm pretty good at making those decisions for myself. Like mm. I'm big on um, good fats. I'm not afraid of nuts and cashews and avocados and all the oils. And I do that and fresh fruit. And you know, it depends on where I am and where I'm going and what the weather is like and where I can keep it and store it. But for the kids. Mm-hmm. It's so tricky and it's so difficult and you have to be creative. Mm-hmm. So the one, the first thing I want to say about snacks is I'm not a big snack proponent. Um, I find if I give, well, even if I eat too much in between meals um, or if, I, if my kids snack too much in between meals, it's really hard to get them to eat the chicken and broccoli at dinner time if they've had, you know, crackers and peanut butter at 4 p.m., so you try, um, do you try to do three basic meals? I try to have three basic meals. There there are snacks, um, but I do try to keep them light, um, again, because I love seeing them eat their full plate of greens mm-hmm. at a mealtime. Mm-hmm. Um, do all your kids eat their greens and eat healthy? They do. You're so <laughs> lucky. <laughs> How did you do that? Um, well, I think it's about, first of all, starting them young, right, introducing their palates. I have a funny—do you want to hear a yeah, story? Yeah, of course. So my oldest son, Ben— um, he didn't, he was my most picky eater and he wouldn't touch anything raw and green. And so every night I'd make a salad and put it on the table and I'd say, and I'd take, of course, take a bowl full for myself before the hot food came out. And I'd say to Ben, this was before I had other kids that were salad eating ages. And I'd say, Hey Ben, do you want some vegetables or do you want some salad? And he'd say, no, thanks. Next night, Ben, do you want some salad? And he'd say, no, thanks. This went on. I'm not making this up because it's a good story for a year. No, I believe it. I, I, Every I night. have the same dialogue yeah. in my household. Yeah. Every night. Ben, do you want salad? No, thanks. One day. Ben, do you want salad? Are you ready for this? Sure. I'll try some. And I was like, what the? What? 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 Why? What? What just happened? Who are you? Do you know yeah. me? <laughs> and ever since then, he eats salad. And he ate the salad and he tried. He liked it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, don't, I wonder what the fear is with food and with children. It's funny you, you share that story because last night at dinner, I, I, I made this beautiful salad. My husband and I were cooking, and two of my youngest children, Rain and Shia, 9 and 10, were there, and they had two boys over for dinner. And these kids are amazing eaters. And they're like, may we have some green beets, please? Oh, Brooke, can we have some salad? Did you make enough for all of us? And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And I'm looking at my son, Mr. Picky. And the, my girls are all great eaters. And I'm like, did you see that? Look how big they are. They're such great athletes. Like, I'm trying everything. Serve the salad all the way around the table. And then all of a sudden, my son was like, can I have some salad too, mama? I was like, wait, what? Just like you. I was like, crickets. I'm like, wait, who are you? Sure enough, I gave it to him. But he didn't like it. <laughs> but, he, but at least he tried it. Right. But, and that's, it's by the way, okay for them not to like all the stuff. I mean, it's fine not to like green beans or Brussels sprouts or whatever. You don't, mm-hmm. we don't all like everything. Sure. But I think it's about giving them enough variety and making it taste really good. Like, don't give them the soggy so are, blanche stuff. They're right. not going to eat that. Well, like, okay, so how? What, what are you doing to me? I, I, I love to cook as well. But it's, you know, it's, it's a, everybody has a different philosophy. Right. And veggies are tough for a lot of houses. So mm-hmm. how do you make it taste good? Um, okay, so my nephew, who's a, the pickiest eater, is, is over on the ranch now. Um, and he came over for dinner, even though my mom was like, are you sure we have pasta and meatballs at home? I'm like, no, I, he, he, he'll he be fine. Send him over. Like, And I'm okay with that, by the way, because if he doesn't eat anything, they know you run I don't care. Ship. And you're like, you're not going to starve to death. <laughs> I know. They never starve. True. If Very they sit true. at that table long that enough, <laughs> they're going to take something. They're not going to watch you. So, um, yeah, so he didn't like everything, but we finally figured out that he likes cucumbers. 
So out came the sliced cucumbers with the cheese, and he had a couple gluten-free crackers, and I can't even remember what else. But like, okay, it wasn't the healthiest of meals, but he sure. had, but he he didn't Tried have something new pasta for dinner. Yeah, exactly. So you're exposing them to everything. Do you have a particular philosophy when it comes to food and nutrition? I mean, just um, just for some takeaway yeah. for our listeners. I mean, because there's so many different ways to do it, and everybody has a different opinion. Mm-hmm. There's a gazillion different plans right now. Yeah. What's your food philosophy? So it's kind of like the 80-20 rule, basically. So eating clean, and clean means loads of vegetables. So every plate has a ton of vegetables, mm-hmm. healthy fats, tons of them, dressings, oils, nuts and seeds and all that kind of stuff and protein of your choice whatever you're you know if do you, you eat meat fish so do you meat, meat fish do you do it all I do I do I was actually pescatarian for about 25 years I just recently started eating meat again mostly just because I was craving it and I decided to and now Listening it's great to your body very yeah. important um but you know I think that I think that deciding how you're going to splurge in moderation mm-hmm. you know dessert <laughs> twice a week or whatever whatever it is for you is really important Actually, so it's eighty percent sort of sticking to the program and mm-hmm. being disciplined, and then twenty percent freedom, mm-hmm. basically. And yeah, you know, it's doable. Yeah, I've got some chocolate almonds in my bag since. Yum. You know, just because that's what I'm treating myself to today. It's good. And what about fitness? What's your fitness philosophy? Um, also, everyone's different. I've been around the world. We live in Asia right now, and people. Different bodies need different things. The first thing is to find what what you love and what works for you. Um, I think once you stick to one thing and you realize how good it feels, then you can start to experiment with different types of exercise. Mm -hmm. I mean, cardiovascular stuff, sweating every day or moving quickly is really important for our general feeling good and looking good and and, uh, having lots of energy. So cardio, I just started running actually. Um, I'm and not a can runner. Can you do that wherever you are? I can. Pretty much. And, um, yeah. And I, and I, and I started running because it was a challenge for me. Like I needed to shake things up a little bit and I only had a limited amount of time in the morning. So going on the elliptical, just like you have to go on the elliptical for like way too long for it to even do anything. So I'm like, I'm just going to start to run. And you know what? It's really hard. And it's a super, super big challenge. And at the end of it, I feel so amazing. And I feel particularly amazing because I've just done something that was really hard for me and I've yeah. accomplished it. Just challenging yourself. Yeah. So you've done a little bit of everything. Right. Do you design a different, quickly design a different lifestyle when you, like, for example, so you're leaving L.A. or New York or the, the summer house and now you're in Asia. Mm-hmm. It's like a big one. Like, that's a crazy mm-hmm. change. Um. So... My daily schedule basically doesn't fluctuate. I, I, I personally like to have a so set part routine of your survival, that I take. Yeah? Exactly. So I'm up at the same time every day with the bedtime app on the iPhone that slowly I wakes me up app. at 5 a.m. I just I started using great. that. So you're you sticking track. to your schedule. Pretty much. You yeah. don't stray from that. And the kids as well? Um, just to help you like readjust to a completely different lifestyle country to country. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. They... These days are waking up like at nine, but that's because they go to bed late. So there's the sticking to the schedule part, and then there's the what bits are you flexible about? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to zig and zag in and out of your normal daily? Where are you going to zig and zag, zig and zag to and from your general rules about whatever it is you're doing? Right. So mm-hmm. even with schedules, do I wake? Do does my alarm go off every day at five a.m.? Yes. Do I sometimes snooze? Yes. Do I sometimes go back to sleep for an hour if I feel like I'm exhausted? Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a regular schedule. I was just li- listening to something recently about how scheduling as many things as possible into your calendar eliminates the need for you to have to apply willpower in order to make a decision about anything. So, for example, if I schedule my 10 a.m. workout and and prepay for a class at wherever you're keeps, going. certainly keeps you honest. Right? <laughs> then you... You're less likely to blow it off. Well, yeah, then you sure. don't have to be like, mm, should I go? Should I not? I'm working really hard trying to figure that out. This other thing is really tempting. And then you... Right? But if it's there, you just you just don't have to think about it. I agree with that. Yeah. I do that. It's really interesting because the whole concept of flexibility, which is what you're building this brand about, um, and I think it's super important, yet you have a pretty structured life and a, mm-hmm. and a pretty rigid schedule that you're following. 
So mm-hmm. I just want to talk about, I kind of want to break that down a little bit for yes. people so that they could, because it's quite a contrast and yet it works. And, yes. you know, there's moments when, you know, as we're talking where you, 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 you have, you can cheat a little bit and you can stray a little bit so that you can get back on board and maintain this very structured lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I, I like, love this topic. And so I agree important. with you. And I love the, the, the seeming contradiction of the whole thing. So uh, what, I taught yoga for many years. And the whole flexibility concept came from my yoga practice. And I would see students, especially in Asia, that would come in and be very flexible, very Mm loosey-goosey, fling, you know, arms and legs just kind of moving in different directions, but there was no stability on the base. And they, they could actually do less advanced, advanced, whatever that means, but they could do sort of less... Um, sophisticated, let's say, poses than somebody who came in with a base of strength. True. And I, I understood that that the like real flexibility comes from a foundation of power. Real flexibility in your life can only happen if you have a foundation to then go back on. Sure. Totally makes sense. Like you can't really be flexible about winging dinner if you open your fridge and there's nothing to work with. Right, right, like, right, right, right. You need to have planned and shopped for some for something, sure. and then you can play. The willingness to be spontaneous, but you sort of have everything you need because you've already right. organized your life, which allows you some room. Right. Absolutely. That's kind of how I live my life, too. I mean, it's sort of the only way to do it, right? Yeah. It's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It's so uncertain raising four children. We have that common denominator, yet we're striving for certainty, but it's not going to happen. Right. Right? And are your children pretty flexible as well? I guess, like, mentally? I think so. I like, I'd I like mean, it's to their life. think so. And it's, you know, time will tell. I think the greatest, the greatest test of our success as a parent is years down the line, we can see how they turn out. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the best we can. But I think so. I mean, I, I hope so. Why so many different continents? Oh, geez. is that a choice? Is work, that work? Is that know, your, hus- your husband's? My husband's work. My work takes me around every once in a while. Um, I guess we're adventure seekers at heart too. We love to go to different places and see new things and develop and learn and grow. Yeah. Wow. So when are you launching the video series? This summer. Um, we're filming. We'll probably it'll probably start coming out kind of mid September. All the new stuff will come out. We put out a new video once a week. It's great. It's great. It sounds like your website is full of so much information. What would you say or what kind of advice would you give to um, maybe one of our listeners or a woman who is wanting to live a healthier, happier life, you know, wants that structure, maybe not the most organized woman, but has the desire to sort of get started and make some of those changes in her life? Somebody craving some structure, not really knowing how to do it. What, what, Hmm. What do you think? I think the first step is to consider what your desired outcome is. So what do you want? So um, give me an example of something that you'd want to be more structured about. Well, I think even when it comes to diet and nutrition, I don't Mm -hmm. even like to use the word diet, but a lot of people want to make healthier choices and want to provide those options for their family and maybe don't have a handful of go-to recipes and um, might not know how to go to the grocery store and stock up their refrigerator like we would do Mm -hmm. so that spontaneously they can knock out a dinner when they're in a pinch. Right. Some people just don't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. So... I guess the first thing I would say is go to the supermarket and see what's fresh, right? Like decide that on a Sunday or whatever the day of the week is that you have time, you're going to say, I'm going to plan my my menu for the week. It's really hard to say, I'm going to make this big change forever, but do a you week plan is a weekly fine. menu? I do. And I, I do it whenever it's convenient, but usually at the beginning of the week, sometimes on a Friday. And even. do you pre-prep? Like, do you prepare when you know I, your life is busy? Are you making meals in advance? Always. So I, I double batch everything. So um, if I'm making the menu, so I'll go to the grocery store and see what's fresh. Then I'll make my weekly menu based on what my family likes and what I know to be true about the the kind of the healthy structure that we're providing, mm-hmm. right? So it's a veggie and a protein every meal. And then, yeah, so if Monday night is, I don't know, grilled chicken and rice, okay, let's keep it real simple, and maybe a salad or whatever, mm-hmm. the next day we may have 
mango lettuce cup wraps with fried rice, or I'll use the rice to make a patty with some veggies and fry it or something like that. So I know that I'm going to have some leftovers and I'll use mm-hmm. them up the next day. So planning the menu smartly. And then you that's just know great. what's going to happen for the week. Yeah. No, that's really good. You have to get organized, mm-hmm. especially with so many kids or you're just going to lose. <laughs> you're going to lose the battle. You're going to lose them to the granola <laughs> in the pantry. <laughs> so, especially if you buy it and you put it in there because truly they're going to choose from what you're providing. By the way, them. my 15-year-old, sorry, Ben, but he does still come home and pour himself a big old bowl of granola, even mm-hmm. though there's a ton of stuff Couldn't in the worse. fridge. And it's, yeah, that's true. And, Couldn't you know, worse. whatever they, you know, they do what they do. We try our best, yeah. right? I saw um, another post of yours um, called Nine Ways to Plan a Fun and Uncomplicated Party. Can you share some yes. of those with us? Yes. So do you, do you I entertain? I don't know planning any party is like, I, under, I entertain a lot and I entertain a lot with my children and we do a lot of backyard barbecues and I love being in the kitchen and my husband and I'm pretty organized and I enjoy it mm-hmm. and some people cannot put it together yeah. like at all. So for the people that can't put it together, give you it can to us. Totally, <laughs> you can totally cheat your way to an uncomplicated party. That means... Instead of making the chicken, you can buy the rotisserie chicken and then doctor it up somehow. Like I have a recipe on my website for these. I would just mention the mango chicken lettuce cups, right? So right. all you'd have to do is make the sauce and pour it on top. So you could totally cheat so a get, little bit. I love that. So you can buy the pre-made chicken and then like pull Absolutely. the Absolutely. Good. Or the boxed brownie mix. Doctor that up. That's for a sure. Big favorite. <laughs> for sure. Get the box. Don't let Carney hear this one. For sure. Get the boxed brownie mix. <laughs> yeah. Um, some other tips. Let's see. Um, plan your, get yourself organized. So, so it's kind of stressful to have people over for dinner for a lot of people yeah, to have them into their home. Sure. And, right. So planning your day ahead. I always, always, if I'm going to be in the kitchen cooking for a bulk of the day, I always get an early morning workout in, specifically a yoga practice because then I'm kind of like calmer and more mindful. Mm-hmm. There's usually a glass of wine before the company arrives too, which is, hello. All like, the things I love. Absolutely. And many more when they yeah. arrive. And of course, all the planning, right? The planning your menu ahead of the time to, to, I mean, depending on how extravagant your party is. I mean, I do playlists and I may not stick to them, but I, at least I have some music as a backup. Mm-hmm. I think about who's coming. I think about what their dietary needs are and weave that into my menus. Um, I plan the seating in advance or, or whatever the flow of company is just to know where everybody is. Um, planning the setting getting, you know, whether it's like, I like to light candles and make my home feel like a sanctuary. So getting it just right. Have you always been so organized? Oh, my mom would say, yeah, it's good. It's good. But the the flip side of that though, is not to make yourself crazy, right? Like I used to be such an organized perfectionist that I didn't know how to like, let it go a little bit, like break the plan, Mm -hmm. just be more relaxed. Right. So that's how did you find that balance? Um, was it the kids? Because I used to oh. be quite organized too. Not I want to say borderline OCD, but I needed to have everything mm-hmm. a certain way. And then after the first child, and then the second, and third, finally, it was just like I'm never gonna. I'm, this is just way too much work. I had to learn how to let go, right? And how to become more flexible, even in my yeah. own needs. Yeah, kids. I mean, aren't they our greatest teacher? For so sure. How did you find that 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 um, balance? Well, I guess when the kids are little, right, it almost necessitates a pulling away from whatever. Like, can you actually plan when your baby wants to breastfeed or when they're going to spit up on top Surre- of you? Surrender, or what? Isn't it's it? total <laughs> surrender. Total surrender. It's really, and when you birth a child, I mean, it's the greatest, it's the greatest eye-opening spiritual moment where you realize, oh my God. I am so not in charge. I mean, it's the complete. I'm not in charge. No I know matter. nothing, <laughs> right? So it is. There's a there's a humility that comes along with parenting for sure. Absolutely. And um, and I think age and life really teaches you that you're not in charge, and whatever your whatever your spiritual calling is, if you call it God or wh- whatever your belief about all of that mm-hmm. is, um, you really understand that you're not in charge. And you know, I. I think we're just here to learn from them, you know, really. Yeah. That's what I believe in. And I learn every day and every way from all of my kids. They teach me things I, mm-hmm. you know, it's 
such a, yeah, it's, it's incredible. I want to go back, um, just because I'm so interested in this, and I, I have this vision of you, like, with the family and traveling, like, globally, and just, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's so impressive what you're doing. How do you pack? You've got to have some unbelievable travel tips. I have so many, I have so many packing tips. tips. Please oh. do Okay, my latest, and I'll get you guys the link if you want, are these packing squares. This is, like, random, but. I've never heard of this. Um, they're, like, these. Um, kind of mid-size, I guess. I'm gonna, she's totally writing, writing it down. down. Um, I'll give you a link to a couple of ones. There's a, there's actually a website called Joyous. Have you heard of them? No. Um, anyway, I, I got my most recent ones from them. There's another one called Flight 001. They used to have a store in LA, and now Never I think they only either. have one in San Francisco, but you can order their packing squares online. What are they? Um, and they have like a zippy pocket on the top and then a zippy pocket underneath. They're like a square, basically. And you can put, you could use one side for dirty laundry and one side for like underwear and socks. And I basically put underwear, socks, pajamas, anything that's loose. Um, sometimes into the even square, cosmetics. into the suitcase. Mm -hmm. And I roll everything now. I roll, too. One of the greatest packing tips ever. It's such a great space yeah. saver. Huge. That's I, what the military does. Totally. You lay it all out flat, and then you roll it up. And it doesn't wrinkle, and it saves so much. Do yeah. you pack for your kids, or do you let your kids pack? Mm. I pack for them. Because yeah, yeah, you I go in there. Because otherwise, like, they dump it. There's they'll have like 20 things yeah. in one, and there's no space. I'm like, lay it out or roll it up. Yeah. So these packing squares sound really cool. You know, I need to—I'm going to start teaching them how to roll their clothes. Thank you for that. It, Good luck. <laughs> you're going to end up packing anyway. <laughs> and what about—do um, you drink a tremendous amount of water as well when you're, while you're traveling? I, I cannot drink enough water. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, you have to—but you have to be really—I I just recently got on a plane. We were flying from Israel to New York, and the day before, we had gone out to the desert, and I got dehydrated. I think it was like my first time ever. I was sick and I felt Dry horrible. And hot. It's like our and summer. Then I got in on LA. the plane. So the water. I even took electrolytes on the plane, which I'm now a proponent of. Do your kids drink water? They do drink water. I need to. That's make a tricky them drink. one too. Yeah. I know. It's a little bit. It's a little bit tough. So when we think about the whole concept and the website and this lifestyle mm -hmm. that you are um, educating so many people about with a flexible chef, can you kind of like sum it up and really just define define it for us? Like, how would you describe a couple sentences what the flexible chef is? Yeah, sure. Uh, the flexible chef is a lifestyle brand that I created that teaches people how to be more confident and savvy and chef-like in their kitchens, but also, and I would even say more importantly, in their life. Mm -hmm. And everyone can go to theflexiblechef.com and watch the videos soon, coming soon, mm -hmm. and get yeah, the we recipes. Have tons. I have a ridiculous archive of recipes. Great. And um, you can get all the videos. There's a, just a video tab, so it makes it and real simple. And easy recipes? Are these recipes Everything. that you feel like somebody without skills in the kitchen Absolutely. could knock out? Absolutely. And if you don't have the skills, I'll show you in three minutes on a video how to Amazing. prepare it. Visuals are so important. Do you have a couple favorites for the summer? Because I, mm. I don't know about you, but I tend to eat differently seasonally, not only because mm -hmm. of what's available, but sometimes I want crunchy, lighter, yeah. healthier, little. Do you, can you share like a couple with us? Yeah. So I've been, so we're on a ranch in Montana and the, we've got a lot of men who are beef eaters. Oh, yeah. And I mean, truth is, <laughs> no and matter where. <laughs> My husband's like, where's the potato? <laughs> like, what? A what? <laughs> Do you eat potatoes? Not a lot, but I mean, cook them. Yeah. I mean, not a ton. Yesterday I was at a barbecue and they had a twice double baked potato. And it was so good. And it was like twice mm. double baked with like cheese and sour cream and butter and stuffed back in and rebaked. It was like heaven. You know what's a great summer alternative is we make carrot fries. And you just carrot fries. Mm -hmm, you cut the cut the carrots like fries, like julienne them kind of thin like mm -hmm. fries. And then just olive oil and some salt in the oven. Um, high temperature so that the moisture comes out and then reduce the temperature so you don't burn them because you want to cook them through. I, I, I like them to get really brown and crispy on the edges. They're great and you can make them so the day before. So low heat and long cooking or are you? So I like to blast them. It, it depends on your oven. You're going to have, everyone's you know, going to have to Sometimes carrots, you can cook them for an hour and they don't get soft inside and pretty soon yeah. they're burnt before they soften up. Right. So I do high heat okay. at the beginning and then I How lower high? it once they start to burn like 400. Nice. Mm -hmm. Because I love um, sweet potato fries and yams are a great, great option. So the carrot, so carrot fries, fries, I'm going to make that, make that tonight. Yeah, they're, they're kind of thin and you have to you watch them okay. so they don't burn. Anything else? 
Any other good uh, go-tos? So, so beef, we just made this taco salad the other night. We cut up some fresh corn, some sautéed beef, romaine, lettuce, um, avocado, what other, other vegetables you like. You don't yeah, even have to make a dressing. Just drizzle it with olive oil and some lime. We don't salt. think of beef salads, but they're so mm. good and high protein. Really yummy. Mm. Do you have another favorite summer recipe? I've been making eggs in one pan in the morning, so I don't like to spend a lot of time in the kitchen in the morning, but I like to have eggs for breakfast. So we do a one-pan hash with two eggs um, sunny side up and just sautéed vegetables, usually from whatever we had the day before. I love how smart you are. (laughs) Leftovers. I'm big on leftovers. And then we eat it from the pan, so I don't have to wash everyone's plates in the morning. I've been doing that for breakfast. Um, Salad bars. Oh, my gosh. I have a video about how to make a perfect salad bar on our website. Um, salad bars are big for us because everyone gets to choose what they want. Even my picky nephew could Going find to something. Going to salad bars as making a, a salad or making bar. at home. Like, how, yeah. like define that. Describe that mm. to me. I'm going to go on the website and see it off myself. I'm going to watch it with my kids. But that yeah. sounds like a really good idea. So there's – I usually have four different components of a salad bar. One is the bases, so the vegetables and the greens. One is proteins, right? So it could be sautéed beef, cut up beef from the day before, mm-hmm. chicken, fish, tuna, salmon, whatever, or whatever So you whatever kind of else. lay it all out on the table, and then they can make their own? Mm-hmm. Dressings totally and toppings. This is such a good idea. And the dressings will last for—I have a ton of dressing recipes on the website. The dressings will last for, like, four or five days, yep. so you don't have to think about them. Great time saver. Mm-hmm. And then all the veggies are cut up. You could use the cut-up carrots later for a stir-fry or whatever else you're cooking. It's great. I love that. That's a really good idea. I'm totally going to do that with my kids. And I think our listeners would be a bit frustrated, too, if I didn't ask you, um, similar to to nutrition, just some fitness tips. Because, you know, conceptually, we want to work out, and we know we have to work out, and you and I are going to do it. But a lot of people, just low energy or aren't in the mood and have a, have a tough time motivating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're... If, if it's difficult to get motivated, I would just say make it a habit. Every single day, choose a time. Don't think about it. And don't even do it for your whole life. Just do it for, I mean, I, I talked about a week earlier. A week's not really enough to see any mm-hmm. change. So maybe for a month, say I'm going to work out X number of times a week. Four is kind of a nice little magic mm-hmm. number, so it's not every day. but it's, Four is good. Yeah. Four is a great goal for a lot of people. And then decide, you know, have a plan. Decide what you're going to do. Maybe it's um, maybe it's I'm going to walk for 30 minutes every day. Maybe it's I'm going to do an online class. I have a lot of favorites I can recommend. Um, you know, wa- do you do some? I just started sort of exploring and researching a lot of that as well. Just these online apps and classes, especially mm-hmm. when you're traveling or you can't get to a gym. Yep. Some people can't, whether mm-hmm. it's financial or Absolutely. geographic or whatever the issues are. So there's so much available. Yeah, almost that you can do at home in the in a twelve by twelve space. Absolutely, and then you come up with your favorite moves, and when you start yeah. after your thirty days, you'll figure out what you like. Then you just come up with like a, you know, even if it's a fifteen minute little thing you do every day, mm-hmm. whether it's your glute raises. I know you and I both have mm-hmm. a, a love of glute exercises. We do <laughs> between um, the two of us. You guys will be all set. <laughs> do you have all these videos on your site as well? I don't, but I can recommend some apps for that, and we'll start we'll start popping in some some of my favorite moves and yeah, stuff too. That, that would be yeah. that would be great. So it just sounds like, and also scheduling it, like you said, that's a great tip. Just sounds like it's all about organization. Yeah. Flexible organization. Can we call it that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I love your healthy lifestyle, just mentally. And this whole concept is, is, um, I want to say doable. I mean, and I I feel like a lot of conversations that I have in the wellness space are there are these fad diets or there's these intense guidelines or rules and people don't often succeed because they don't know how to develop and design a lifestyle that is enjoyable and that works for them. How do you get people to sort of crave feeling good and, Mm -hmm. and, and how do you get people to crave taking care of themselves and 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 just to crave a healthier, happier life? Yeah, I I love this topic. And I always say that your diet or whatever your healthy ideals for yourself are need to fit into your lifestyle and not the other way around. So often the failure happens when you're trying to take some other superimposed idea for your life, whether it's a diet or some fitness thing or whatever that maybe one of us shares, that you try to superimpose that into some existing program and it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing is just like trying to make it work in your life. And I mentioned earlier that I started running and it was really hard at the beginning. And every, and I, a couple times a week, like between four or five times a week, I would run very religiously and I did it for about a month. And I, 
I did not look forward That's a to commitment. it. Commitment. I, I hated it actually, but I made myself do it. Did you feel like you needed to push yourself just to, just you personally needed the push to do something different? Yeah, I totally did. And you knew that. You you were tuned enough into your body enough to know that you needed to do something out of your box. Absolutely. And I'm turning 40 and I needed to shake it up, you know? It was totally well, one of those it. things too. <laughs> um, but what happened after a while now is that I crave going for a run. I'm astonished about that fact because mm. it was the thing that I really hated to do. And I don't know if I'll keep running. I mean, check in in a year. Maybe maybe I won't run. Maybe it won't serve me anymore. But it was a really good example of how after a certain amount of time, when you make health, when you when you change your habits in a healthy way and you're consistent about doing them, you crave those habits more than you would have whatever your other old pattern was. Yeah, right? Totally agree. You listeners, you can crave a kale salad over the, of you know, roasted potatoes or something eventually. I don't even want the roasted potatoes. I prefer the salad. But. I, I, I feel the same way. And I think it's because you're so experimental and you have um, created so many great flavorful recipes that you enjoy it mm -hmm. because you enjoy the the taste of it more so than the other poor choices. Not only how we feel after we, the, the contrast between having a healthy meal and having right. a not so healthy meal, night and day. Um, and people who don't have a really super healthy lifestyle have to open up their sort of palate and their mind and the concept of, of, of designing some of those options. Mm -hmm. And your website is full of great recipes. So it's a great destination Absolutely. for people to go to and just figure it out. Yes. Doable, doable come, recipes, come right? And we send out a weekly newsletter with lots of other stuff that we don't put on the website. So things that I might be listening to or reading, different podcasts that I listen to or books that I'm reading that are inspirations. Because we started off by saying that it's really about looking at your life at, at, in a multidimensional way. Because this is a, you're, you're in your body forever, right? Or as long as you're living, you're in your body. And you've got to make it work on all levels. Totally. So. Totally. Well, I love it. I love the concept. I'm so happy, Neely, that you joined us and that you shared all of these great tips. And, you know, go to theflexiblechef.com. You can get to know her better. Are you still blogging? I am, yeah. So you can read her blogs. You can get some recipes. You can get all kinds of tips. And I, I'm just, I'm so impressed that you're doing it and doing it all with four kids. I'm impressed with you. I'll have Thank to you. talk about you next time. <laughs> we'll get together. Like, we have a table for 10 <laughs> spontaneously. <laughs> really, really great to have you. Thank you Thank so you. much. I'm Thank looking forward so to all those yummy recipes, too.